Welcome to Time Played 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name's Louis. And my name is Lockie, and this week we played three hours of Cultist Simulator. Are you ready to simulate a cult? You'll find out. You'll find out if you keep listening. Wow. Bring out three. Lucky, Louie. Oh, Look. I got I got a little itch on my back that I just can't quite. Uh. Oh yeah, you got it. Yeah. What Did happened? you ever get that feeling? What um, happened to when you were saying you couldn't get it? I I I got it. Okay. <laughs> it just seems funny to me that you should suddenly be able to get it. When... <laughs> I just pushed my arm a little bit. I just gave a little nudge. I love it. Love it. Hey, Dimbub. Sorry, what um, were you saying? Uh, don't worry, it was trash. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay. How are you on this I'm day of all days? Good. Um, I will say it, because I'm sure you'll say it, otherwise, it's my birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> yeah. You're the birthday boy. Birthday. I'm the birthday boy. Absolutely. How does it feel? Fine. Fine, you've finally hit your 30s. That's not true. <laughs> How does it feel to be 30? <laughs> People think I'm 30. I'm not 30. I'm, I'm 20, 27. 27. 27. That's, that's a number, isn't it? That's the number uh-huh. between 1 and 100 that you get there. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, not far behind me is uh, you. Is me. Ooh. I'm coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Coming up. Um, yeah, coming up soon. I'm, I'm less. You know, it's kind of weird. And oh, it's... hang on. Hang on. The itch is back. Okay. Uh, it, it's not at all weird in any sense of the word because we were brought together because of this very factor. But we are born less than a month apart. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of, kind of weird. Because, you know, it's something so specific to every person. And ours are so close, mm. our birthdays. It would be weird if we didn't go... To, to the same school. <laughs> Where we were, I know, I know. <laughs> Grouped because of... Yeah. Um, but yeah, school was so long ago now that it's almost... It's basically irrelevant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I say this, I was literally just talking to my good friend Cormac and playing Fool Guys with him. Uh-huh. Um, and his birthday is the, the very same day as me. It's today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a lot more weird. Yeah, and my, is it weirder, I guess it is, it's definitely weirder that um, my sister was born two days after, she's four years older than me, but two days in January. Two days after your birthday. Yeah. Interesting. Uh. Anyway. Um. (laughs) So you're a big birthday boy, and... To celebrate you being a big birthday boy and having a big birthday day, we thought, let's record the podcast. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing this podcast. I can't believe um, it. I would so be like, it's... absolutely not. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> no, yeah. you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Depends how, I mean, I'm never busy on my birthday, but like, uh, I don't know. I probably it's nice. would. I'd, I'd, I... nice. It would be nice to have a nice free day on my birthday and not have any obligations. Sure, but I mean, I, I don't consider this an obligation. 
Well, we have to do I it like every week. To that you. Is, yeah, it's not that you can't enjoy it. You can enjoy no, exactly. work, but it's this is an obligation. Birthday. I have to. Uh, you have to do something. Fill it. Fill it with. I'm a bit bunged, a bit sniffly today. Oh no! So sorry if I sound even more congested than I usually do. <clears throat> um, no, it's a, it's an honor and a pleasure, my friend. Ah, oh. to be here with you. Wow. Well, same, 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 same. Thank you. Thank same. you. And I'm sure we'll be doing this in a couple of weeks when it's your birthday. I won't. I, no, I mean, I haven't. I've, I haven't I've looked. No doubt. Maybe it will be on a on a Monday. Okay. Um, <laughs> swiftly moving on. Sh- should we talk about this week's game? Um, if you dare. Lockie. Yeah. Uh, so this week you got me to play three hours of Cultist Simulator. Um, yep. First off, yep. terrible, terrible name choice. I agree. Awful name choice. Yeah. But I think we come back to that later. Hmm. Um, because it, it's not worth getting into now. I think it's <laughs> worth getting into once we've explained what the game is. Okay. Um, and this game is so... The gameplay is so fucky that I thought I'm just going to write down some paragraphs <laughs> of the gameplay because otherwise... I think we'd probably spend five minutes here trying to explain it. And I, sort of... I think I think even if you do, we're going to be spending most of this episode kind of just dancing around how this game actually functions. Um, my my explanation's pretty good. I, I I guarantee you it's not bad, but um, but the inherent nature of this game is that it's obscure. So like, even if you explain it well, you then have to talk about it for another twenty minutes. So like. I just think it's going to be a, it's going to be slightly chaos. Um, but I absolutely you you yeah. It was funny because we were texting and you were like, I've I've written some notes to like just written a straight paragraph to explain it. And I was like, Yeah, I've I've done the I've same. Done the same. <laughs> <laughs> so so we both have our own um, notes, kind of explaining. Mine's a bit more like random, kind of all over the place, just for me to reference. But yours is a straight sure. up paragraph. Which mine I, it's mine is one two three four five six little paragraphs. Um, it was. I, I just thought, for my own sake and for the listeners' sake, I'm going to write some stuff out. And before I knew it, it sort of became a script. Um, <laughs> so maybe for the first time ever, um, I'm, I'm going to read a slightly scripted thing to sort of explain this gameplay. Here you go. Start of a YouTube series right there. Um, <laughs> don't expect this often. I just didn't want to waste <laughs> ten minutes trying to Lucky. chop and change. What is um, Cultist Simulator? So Cultist Simulator is a game where you live out basically the life of a cult member. Um, and it's set in a reality where otherworldly magic and paranormal cult shit is possible to achieve. Yeah? I agree. Uh, for the gameplay, excellent I know you're, you're, think, you're thinking, no, how, does, how, do, how does that play out? Lucky, how uh, does that work exactly, mechanically so, speaking? Yeah, so on screen, you're looking over a tabletop that is covered in these big blocky squares and these little narrow cards. Uh, these squares and cards represent your cult leader's life. The squares represent actions that you can perform. So, for example, things like study, explore, speak, dream... Um, and the cards represent the many aspects of your life. They cover all sorts of things, uh, things like your money, your emotions, ideas, your health, the people in your life, locations you visit, artifacts you found, your job, your reputation, and your cult, and a million other things. 
Um, and you can take these cards and you can drag them into the squares in different combinations to perform actions. So, for example, uh, you can drag a card that shows a mysterious book into the study square to try and learn some of the secrets that are within that book. Um, or, for example, you could drag one of your cult followers uh, into the speak square and then drag in another card of a policeman who's investigating you into that same square uh, to see if you can talk with your follower um, and try and get them to attempt to resolve the issue of the policeman investigating you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you drag a card into a square, it brings up some story text that explains your endeavour and also starts a timer. Different tasks take different amounts of time, ranging from 10 seconds to 2 minutes, roughly. Uh, sometimes these tasks develop to require more time and more cards, so maybe after 30 seconds, the square might start a new 30-second timer um, and give you some text that say something along the lines of a problem arose, you need to commit more resources to this X, Y, Z. Um, and then you'll have the option to drag, say, a money card in or another follower card in to sort of commit more resources to solve that problem. Um, when a task completes, you're normally rewarded with new cards and sometimes even new squares, uh, which allows you to try out a whole bunch of more combinations, giving you the chance to grow your cult, obtain new powers, but, like, most often just live for a little bit longer and survive. Um, some squares also automatically use up cards. For example, there's a square that represents like daily expenses and every, I think, two minutes um, it will automatically consume one of your money cards. Uh, and then, like, for example, another occasionally appears that will consume your feelings of dread and that will put you on a sort of a timer towards you being sort of overwhelmed by dread um and yeah the game is basically that and figuring out these combinations trying to survive grow while reading bits of developing story that appear as you complete these tasks is that it that's it dude what do you reckon congratulations i i think it it sounds like to be honest Mm. we should probably write down what the game is every time. <laughs> well, if you, if you thought that if you thought that was helpful, let us know. As um, someone that has played ten hours of this game, uh, I felt that was very clear. If if not almost too involved, because I think the one of the main values this game gives is learning how things interact with one another, and I almost feel like you gave too much away there. It, no, I didn't because you, this it's you this just figured this stuff out yourself. The game, but but it is the I think like the the I think most of the time what you're doing in this game is um, figuring out how it works. Um, yeah, true that. So so um, to hear someone kind of just run through some of that stuff, it all sounds very obvious. But um, a key component that I guess hasn't come up yet is that the game never tells you how to do any of this. Um, so everything that Lockie has explained there is systems that he's figured out entirely on his own merit um and may in <laughs> fact may in fact not be the most um the most uh what's the word the most effective way of doing those things um i think most of them were but like for the but there may be things that he's like doing something in a funny way or he's misunderstood what some of that means oh, of or course I'm so sure. like yeah so that's those that that is mechanically i think you you've hit <clears throat> it there 
Um, yeah, I, it, it's, I think that's enough to give people who have not played this sort of an idea of at least what we're talking about. I think, I think if, I was, if I was to uh, distill it, I like to try and chuck stuff into s- sentences if I can. Um, and I wrote one sentence down and it was, mm. um, it's a resource management game and the resources are aspects of a person's life slowly becoming an eldritch being. Um, that to me is, is, um, the sentence pitch of cultist simulator. Um, and then you do that by all of the shit you just said. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, it's like an abstract. I mean, if you were to say that, it's like, what does that mean? Sure. Exactly. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, that's, that's um, what it is. Yeah. And you. I, 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 um, I guess we can now move on. Um, I, am. Um, uh, I think this game is pretty cool. Um, uh, I've had a, a pretty good time with it. Um, there's definitely some stuff we can talk about, whether or not you might... I can imagine there are things that I don't particularly like um, that you might not like. But like, I think overall it's a pretty cool idea. I think it sort of captures... Um, you know, you're going into this like um, cultist, eldritch, cosmic horror kind of vibe everything's unknown so it makes sense that the mechanics themselves are obscure and hard to pass um uh, oh god so hard um so like that thematically makes sense and it and it's sort of you're looking over this board of like these cards that you don't know what they mean and they they have these like very evocative words like dread and despair and um and these items that are bonkers and like all this stuff and it it creates the sense that uh, you as a player are kind of desperately scrounging for some meaning or purpose to your life. You start off, you can play this game. This game is basically run based. So it is basically a roguelike in senses. You die and you have to start again from scratch and you can choose some like basic story points to start from. And the game kicks you off with a character called the aspirant, which is basically you um, get laid off from your job um, and you have nothing and you that's all you get given and then you just set off from there and there are other types of characters there's a guy who i've only ever played as one other type of character which is uh a guy that inherits a lot of wealth from his father um oh, but that sounds nice and has like a big manner and stuff and um because then you don't have to stress out about money in this game <laughs> which is yeah just way too stressful um uh but i i promptly went back to the aspirant because i just felt like that was the good like most basic place to start from um sure. Uh, so that's that kind of thing. And then, yeah, you set off and eventually you start discovering these interesting ideas and creating this cult. Um, the game does a really, I think, has really wonderfully, is really wonderfully written. Um, I think the language, so basically for each card and for each action, um, or like verb, the sort of verb icons like um, dream, study, um, work, they they all have small descriptions um, usually quite vague descriptions about what it is and how it works that sometimes give hints as to like how to use this best. Um, but the language is written in a way where I think it hits a perfect balance of not being too flowery um, so that you get an idea of how to use the thing whilst also being quite evocative. And I, I personally am someone that really struggles with like very wordy language. Um, I get lost in it. So like, I think it does a really good job of being quite direct whilst also being like pretty evocative. I don't know if you mm. feel the same. Uh, I would agree. I don't think I registered that as I was playing it, but mm. 
Yeah. I think carrying it, I, I would agree. Um, and then the, I think, I think for me, <clears throat> that, so I, I genuinely love the sense of discovery this game gives you. And the thing I wanted to talk about with you, because I think it's really strange, like my brain is still tripping over it, is like the value of like learning how the game works versus the value of actually playing it. And like a lot, of, a lot of a lot of games are like that though. And it's like um, at what at what point? Because like so, when you die in this game, you have to start from scratch. And uh, you and this game, this is like these playthroughs are not like short. These are really long. These can go on for a really long time. Um, I think my most my playthrough I'm in now has been going on for about five hours. It's and, so long. And when I die, it's that's ins- it. It's gone. It's insanely committing. If yeah. you want to play this game. You have to really commit to want to play this game mm-hmm. because I spent. I did two runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to this. Um, actually, let's just get to it now, and I'll just briefly mention that we can get back on track. Uh, but this game, as I mentioned, when you perform an action, it starts a timer. Um, obviously, that's very stressful, especially when it's paired with reading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can pause. My, <laughs> And that's what I'm getting to. Oh, I Basically, see. Uh, you can pause. So as although this game is on a timer, there is a pause button which allows you to just stop, read all the text, take a look at all of your cards, take it all in. Um, but my first run was <laughs> the most overwhelming, awful mess yeah. in the world because I'm... And I think this is... I mean, this is partially why I would never play this game a lot is because I am a very slow reader, always mm. have been. Mm. Um, or not just the slowest, but I mean, I always, I'm not fast, and if I try and rush, I don't take it in. Uh, so to play through something like this and taking the story is very slow. Mm. Um, and to be having the timer of your daily expenses slowly draining your money while at the same time trying to read short snippets of story where you've got about three 30-second timers all ticking down. Um, I died after, like, five minutes, and it was the biggest mess. And I sent you some messages, and I was like, dude, what is this game? No, I said, said, is there anything I should know going into this thing before I play it? Uh, And you're like, take your time. And it was then when I realized that there was a pause button. Yeah. And it just, it just made, makes a world of difference. Yeah. Um, and then I spent like an hour and a half. Sorry, not an hour and a half. The rest of like the three hours over like two hour and a half playthroughs um, on one run. Yeah. And then just suddenly died without even realizing I was about to die. Mm-hmm. Was it Dread and by any chance? It, it was Dread. I think Dread kills everyone <laughs> at the start it, of that game. It, it has to. I And I saw that it was happening. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how to fix it. Yeah, yeah. Just so it's it's not dread. Sorry, it's despair that kills you. I I freaking love uh, the way this game uses its like cards and its its action words. This is going to sound really flowery and crap, and I apologize. But you almost end up creating these weird little like poetic, like sort of I don't know these sort of mechanical poems of like what happens to these people. Um, so like to, uh, to take an example, right? Like the, uh, the most basic one probably is, um, the way 
money works in this game. So there's a action or a verb and it's neither of those things and it's called time passes. And this is just, um, uh, uh, currently you said two minutes, I think it is. A, a tick, I think it's two minutes. A ticking clock that every two minutes it absorbs one money card, um, which is a coin. And you have, I think at the start of the game, you have like 10 coins or something. Yeah. Something um, like that. and you can work to make more money and there's several different things you can do to make more money. Um, so this just takes every two minutes, it will take a coin. Um, and if at two minutes you don't have any money, um, you'll, I think you'll get become ill. And if you, however long that ticker lasts, you become ill, you eventually die if you don't have any money in that, whatever, however much so long you have. Yeah, if you can't. And, and again, I mean, it's not only like it's one dimensional. If you get sick, you can fix that with money. Mm-hmm. Or you can fix that with other things as well. Yeah, you can use, things, like, a so health card. Or... It, like, it starts branching off in, like, these, like, what feels like almost <laughs> impossible amounts of versions of, like, okay, I can solve this several ways and I only know two of them. The more complex version of this is uh, how despair works, um, which I just kind of love because there's something about the combination of the mechanics of the language. It almost ends <clears throat> up creating this, like, I don't know. So, like, the way the way despair right, works is that um, after a while, if you're not doing things... Um, to... <laughs> this is exactly what I was trying to avoid. This is the stuff that's good, though. Like, if, 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 <laughs> if you're not doing things to um, uh, explore, like, your cult or, like, your desires, you have desire cards that come up. Um, eventually, these restless cards start appearing. Um, so you'll get a restless card, and that lasts for 60 seconds. And then after 60 seconds, the restless card turns to dread. And dread, you can dream dread away, I think. Um, no, you can dream oh. restless away. Um, you, can, you can do other things with dread. You can, like, paint to get rid of it, oh, which I just love. I just love that you can use the inspire card, um, to, which is the paint card, in the work action. And then you spend the dread card in the work action with the inspire card to create a work of art. And this gets rid of the dread and will often create contentment, which is a card as well. Right. However, if you don't do that, dread will um, carry on. Sometimes it might disappear unless despair appears, which is an action. Despair will absorb dread. So every 60 seconds it takes a dread. Um, and if you get three dreads, you die. You can cure dreads sorry <coughs> got very excited and sneezed um you can core dread with contentment cure dread with contentment cards um and you need one contentment card for every dread you have but i just i know it sounds like absolute chaos to people listening and it is um and it feels and like that's, that when that's you're doing fine it. because that's what this game is but that's what this game is and i think and like the language like in these cards i'm not talking about i wrote one down just as an example like so you click on the uh, despair action and it just says despair is the wolf that devours thought and that's all you really have to go on of like how do I sort this how do I cure this <clears throat> is this sentence <laughs> this like obscure yeah. oppressive sentence about I don't know depression basically and and it's just wonderful and it's like it's filled throughout um, and that's why I really enjoy this game yeah it's, it's it does what it does well I think um it's just so insanely overwhelming. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's, it's such a slow build up mm-hmm. as well as having that element of survival, mm. um, which is a really sort of weird combination because it's sort of, 
instinctively put you in kind of like a play safe mode. Yeah. Because you have to play slowly. Yeah, you, you sort of have to you spend sort of the whole time just trying to survive whilst making these small amounts of progress and discovering things to progress. And I'm sure once you know the combinations, uh, you could fly through it a lot faster. Um, but it's, it's this really weird sense of advancing forwards of, yeah, should I be doing this? I don't want to take any risks. I mean, the weirdest one for me is that a lot of things take money. Um, as, as I've obviously, I'm, they do in the real world. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, so, I mean, it's not like it, it shouldn't be that way, but you have this limited amount of coins, and it, it kind of gets in the sense of you have a job card that you can use, and which is what I was using, uh, to sort of get in a steady stream of money. But that stream was sort of only just enough to what? slowly increase my passive amount but at the same time there were like a million tasks that required money um, what, um so there was what job were you doing i was just doing the same one that they gave me uh no i was doing the like desk job mm-hmm. uh i sort of i think i i quit the second one i then used i think reason which gave me a desk job yeah and then i got promoted enough to get i think two coins per two minutes if you spend more reason yeah yeah but at the same time often i didn't spend the reason and sometimes they held my pay but sometimes they didn't yeah so like in the... my first playthrough i got demoted mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't go back to I the didn't... job if you get if you don't go back to the job the card the card's ticking down if you don't go back to the job after 60 seconds you get demoted oh okay yeah. Okay, I didn't really but there, I won't spoil it. But there are ways to uh, increase the amount of pay you get in that job. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I mean, yeah. I I mean, this game is about a cult leader. So I thought, oh, it's got to get to a point where funds are a zero issue because you're a cult leader and are just rolling in cash. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I, I I certainly haven't found it. But I have I have um, <laughs> I have found a way to make a pretty consistent stream of money to at least maintain me like it's like i have to be careful and not just be like i'm gonna put loads of funds into exploring this place um because that's killed me a couple times but like uh with that job specifically that seems to be the best way to make money early on um yeah (laughs) yeah it's weird because as i said there's so many places to spend money and it feels like there's new cards available behind all of those paywalls Mm. but I was sort of too afraid to commit that money, so didn't get the new resources. So I felt like I was almost getting a drip feed of new cards mm. um, towards the end. I mean, towards the end, uh, you know, you'd figure something out, and then uh, you just have this... You've got, like, 30 cards on the table that you're trying to manage at once. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure it gets much, much worse and much he- more hectic. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I accidentally locked up my favorite follower. You locked them up? Yeah, I put them in like a prison. Oh, wow. I haven't seen that myself. <laughs> I felt awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you, put them, did you put them in your prison? Yeah, I put them in my prison. <laughs> it does give you quite a lot of warning about that. 
But I, I think I was sort of so all over the place just trying... This was towards the back end of the three hours. Yeah. And I was I was sort of so just trying to manage everything. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I, I didn't quite read some of the things properly. I think one of the biggest things I learned maybe on like my third or playthrough was just like, oh, I don't have to be doing all these actions at all times. I think... When I started, I felt that way. Yeah, when I started playing that game, I was like, if I have all these different actions and they all tick down, I should be maximizing how much I'm using them. Um, but there, but are, there, are, like there's quite a lot of time. Should be. You, you could probably there probably is a way to play it the like the most maximally possible. But there's also time where it's just like this. No, this is like a choice. That being able to talk to someone, being able to use the talk verb is a thing that I wouldn't be doing all the time and I don't have to use that until I need to. Um, so like you don't need to be, I mean, you should probably be like exploring all the time um, and stuff it's like hard, that. It, it's hard but you not don't have to though to. when you're put on a, to, yeah, it's hard not to min max when you're put on a timer because mm. a, a timer says that, but it's not, it's, there's no like overarching timer. Not that I've experienced. Like there's there only, is, there's, there's funds that are constantly sure, draining. Sure. There are things that you need to be doing all the time. Like you need to be finding a way of getting money all the time to feed yourself. But like in terms of like, you don't need to be talking all the time or dreaming all the time or studying all the time. If there isn't something specific you want to be doing. Sure. Yeah. I, I think for me, I was always in a place of, I want the maximum amount of new cards I can get mm -hmm. to potentially be the keys to move me forwards. Mm. Um, so I'm just going to try sort of every combination I can yeah. to see if I ever... Yeah. That was definitely that was definitely how I was playing it, and I think I've just found more success of, like, getting a bunch of cards, slowing the right down, making sure everything is steady, investigating all the cards that I have... And then moving on um, instead of being like a constant stream of new content that I have no idea what it means. Learning what each of these things mean piece by piece, breaking it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a cool it's cool the way they do it. Mm. Um, it's in. I mean, like what you're saying about it's not the joy of playing; it's the joy of learning. Mm. Um, it was. I mean, like I. That's what Isaac was for me. Yeah. You know, I sunk what eight hundred and something hours into that game. Mm -hmm. And it's literally just about going into a level, seeing an enemy, and knowing its movement patterns. Because otherwise, it might be like super unpredictable and just kill you. Yeah. Um, and like, that's great. And then you go into the next room, and there's an item. I mean, you know, there's hundreds of items, and a lot of them are bad for you or don't work in good combinations. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's just an infinite amount of times in the first, you know, a million hours where you go, oh, I, I, will this be good for me? And it just kills your run. Um, and, I mean, Isaac is so, so full of potentials to learn. Mm. I mean, what you're explaining is also games like League. You know, a lot of people play games like League to learn. I mean, I think, I think... I think it's true of all games. I think learning a game is almost always more enjoyable than playing it. <laughs> I think we've even talked about this before of just like the thing I always come back to is is Skyrim of of the for me S Skyrim was like that breaking point of finally coming to understand how like these kinds of games these big open 
world RPG games work. And the first few hours of Skyrim were, in some ways, some of the most, like, I don't know, just, like, amazing sense of scope, scale, and unknown that I've ever experienced in a game. And then after that point, once I learned the limitations of that game system, uh, every game since then has felt less special. And, and, <laughs> and because I have a much stronger understanding of how these things work. But when you don't know how something works, it's limitless. Um, and playing Cult Simulator, Cultist Simulator, uh, captures that feeling of not understanding how something works. Um, the problem is, though, that once you do, I now know how to consistently make money, how to not die from despair and how to not starve from hunger. Uh, once I die, it will be pretty quick to get back up to speed. But now doing that stuff is significantly less interesting. But that's that's why this game is good, because there's so much shit that once you've done it and you know how to do it again, there is you're then presented with the next a butt ton yeah. of things that you don't know how to do. Yeah. We, and Isaac's the same, you know, like I said, there's literally hundreds and hundreds of items mm. um, that there is so much to take on that progress is sort of irrelevant because there's still a majority that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, this game, yeah, I mean, for me, this game, <laughs> uh, I, I actually had a thought, which I actually really liked. <laughs> and it was something along the lines of... I wish I liked my own thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I occasionally do. That's often how I uh, No, who am I kidding? I love tweet. my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't um, do a podcast if I didn't love my thoughts. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this one I did like, and it was something along the lines of... This game is just filled with an infinite amounts of secrets that I simply don't care enough about define yeah <laughs> you know like and i i like that as a concept of being aware of just how jam-packed full of mystery and secrets and intrigue something is but just sort of not really caring enough to mm. find them and just mm. sort of leaving them in that you know not opening pandora's box not really bothering to be like <laughs> see what's inside and just kind of like yeah whatever you know it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Stay there. I, I guess. I guess that's similar to how I felt about like Isaac or the other sure. roguelikes you've asked me to play. Um, of just like this is all pretty good and like I can see the appeal, but the world itself doesn't quite grab me um, enough to sure. like bother to commit to this stuff. Um, like I know I I just personally have like a curiosity for this kind of um, horror. Uh, uh, this kind of stuff, like, yeah, just, like, cosmic stuff, I just kind of adore. Um, uh, so it grabs me in that sense. But, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it also, I mean, the fact that it's sort of a lot of reading is another fact. I mean, I, I got sucked into this game pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those ones where after my five minutes, it was, okay, this is going to be the worst three hours <laughs> of my week. Um, but it... Once I paused it and got into that second run, it wasn't long before yeah. I was, you know, I was like, okay, I'll play this for another. I, I I think I said I'll play it for like 45 minutes and I just played like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's engrossing once you're into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it does. It does suck you in for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, one of my favorite things about this 
game is that because it's so committed and because the focus is so intense because you're sort of juggling five timers at once and trying to get a hold of an understanding of your many, many cards and thinking what to do next. One of my favorite times of this game is because, I mean, the majority of time, there's always a timer that's like five, ten seconds away Mm -hmm. from uh, ticking off. So you could just play. But there was the occasional moment where sort of all of your timers would be at 30 seconds. And that was, it was, my favorite moment was just sitting back, hitting play, and just sitting for 30 seconds (laughs) and doing nothing. Yeah. Um, And I think those were the nicest moments uh, because it's it's that sort of being so, so involved and then being like, oh, I kept to just sit in the chair for 30 seconds. Watch some timers tick. Yeah. That's funny because I cause I um I play I'm either on pause on or on fast forward. I never play on the normal speed because it's either I don't know what I'm doing or I need time to pass as far like just get to the next section. Um, mm-hmm. So I I don't think I've really experienced that pleasure of the thirty seconds thing. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Every you know I've been I've been raiding recently in WoW, mm-hmm. um, and you know we did it yesterday and the day before. And, um, you know, it's like f- over four hours yeah. that you're going nonstop. And, you know, you have like one or two 10-minute breaks. And it's just so fun to be like on a timer and be like, hey, I've got 10 minutes. I'm just going to stroll around, have a drink, have a pee. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nice feeling of that intensity contrasted by like a pure break. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you wanted to talk about how bad the name is. The name sucks. The name really sucks. It's such a shame. It, uh, yeah, I agree. It gives off simul- a completely different idea of what it is. Yeah, it's such a bad representation. It so like undersells what this game is. Because um, I was thinking, there's like there's three types of sim- three types of simulators. There's like actual simulators, like farming simulators and truck driving simulators. Then there's the ones that use it ironically. Mm-hmm. Like surgeon sim and goat sim, mm-hmm. and there are these like kind of weird, kind of half and half middle ground ones, like video game dev, yeah, simulator, yeah. And I don't think this one really falls into any of it. And I think the gameplay is like so abstracted and way more complex than simulating anything that you do in real life mm-hmm. or what anyone does. That it just doesn't work at all. Yeah. Give this game like a random. Take take like four random letters with a you know uh, vowel in the middle, <laughs> and then add like an ia at the end, and that would be like the perfect name for this game. <laughs> okay, you know, yeah, way better than Cultist Simulator. Crap name. I agree. Um, but cool game. Cool game. If you're into reading and that sort of, if you. If it sounds interesting. I mean, I will say that (laughs) I wouldn't say I was traditionally, quote, into reading. (laughs) Um, No. But if if, if the idea of reading doesn't put you off is what I should say. um, uh, I, yeah, I don't know who I would recommend this game to, but I I think it's, I just think it's kind of fascinating and, and, and it really, it really captured me. I've been meaning to play it for a really long time. um, And I just finally got around to it 
uh, like last month or something. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it just it just I wasn't expecting. I was just I I thought I would bounce off it for the exact reasons that you've described. Just like it's a lot of reading. It's I know it's going to be obscure. Blah blah blah. Like I'm just not going to be able to commit to this game. Um, uh, and it just grabbed me. Like I was just like, yeah, I just I just want to sit and see what the hell's going on. Um, I want to I want to become an eldritch being. Um, yeah, nice. And I've I mean, it's fun if you can um, get into it for sure. I've yet to become an eldritch being, but I'm trying my best. <laughs> nice one. I'm sure you'll get there. Maybe. Um, yeah, that's that's me done. Trying to learn Greek at the moment. Oh yeah, mm. in game, in game. That is Greek and Latin. I got context. two tutors, and neither of them will teach me. So I'm having to find some books to teach myself. I I, I got the Latin language down, I think. Yeah, but I found it in like a book or something. Or mm-hmm. yeah, so I I've like I've got one book of Greek, and I have learned it, and then I'm trying to read this Greek book but I have to have something else to combine it with the book to fully understand it. I don't know. Yeah. There, actually, that's one thing I found with this game. There were so many times when it lets you drag a card into a thing, but then you don't have the cards that you need with it. That was kind of annoying. Mm. Whatever. Mm. Whatever. Um, I'm done. You done? I'm done. Beautiful. Next week, oh. <laughs> He's excited. <laughs> he's, ooh-ha, ooh-ha. he's planned ahead and he's excited <laughs> you already know i uh I, picked up sorry this game uh we got it in the steam sale yes um so you already know what so it is. i was thinking and this is i think a good idea let's ask you sure. if you agree there's quite a few times when um you've never heard of the game that i'm talking about correct Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, if, what if, if the person thinks they don't know what the game is, instead of it being a three questions, guess what it is, it's a, nice. it's a can you guess, guess what, what the game is. is by the, just yeah, the name. Yeah, I love it. Which love we can it. apply to this week because I know the name, not what the game is, though. Mm-hmm. I love it. Shoot. Tell me what the game is. Smart boy. Uh, it's called Sanctum 2. Let me just give you a bit of context around why I picked it without giving away what the game is. Mm-hmm. This is a game... Uh, so I saw gameplay of Sanctum 1 probably about uh, 12 years ago mm-hmm. um, and always wanted to play it. Never played it because it was a bit too much to warrant spending the money on mm-hmm. And it was cheap in the sale, so I bought it. Okay. You're never going to guess. Okay. The game's called Sanctum 2. Sanctum 2 is a... Or should, we, should we just limit it to, like, genre names? Is that how we should... Just try. Just take a stab. It's a, f- it's, it's, it's a first-person shooter mixed with an RTS. And there's a sexy lady in it. Is that pure off the top of your That's head? That's purely off the top of my head. That is so close. Is it really? That is so, like, I feel like you've cheated close. <laughs> so I recognize the name. I can't picture the game okay. in any sense, but I've definitely heard the name before. 
Okay, um, so maybe it was so some, maybe there's some sort like of deep, repressed deep repression. There, there must be uh, because you were like an inch away from getting it bang on. <sighs> wow! Uh, it is a first-person shooter yeah. mixed with yeah. not an RTS, uh, but a tower defense game, which is a type of RTS. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not because RTS is on real time. What RTS is? That's exactly <laughs> what that means. No, RTS stands for real time. Yeah. Tower defenses aren't real time. Because you pause them to build your defenses. Yeah, but they're real time once you press play. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, is there a sexy lady in it? I don't think so. I know it's got different playable characters. Um, so the I think the idea behind it is, you know, you pause, you build up, you get, like, money... Uh, and then you can either, you know, build, like, a, a traditional tower defense, or you can upgrade your guns and abilities, that sort of thing. This is by Coffee Stain. They did, um... Didn't they do Satisfactory? Yes, they did. They did Satis- oh, Satisfactory and Ghost interesting. Oh, interesting. That's a promising that is, development. That is. Yeah, I think this is definitely a video game. It looks it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think it'll be... A bit of fun for three hours. Sanctum 2 is the sequel to the world's first tower defense FPS hybrid game. Wow, I must have I must have seen this at some point, because that is way too close. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> if that's literally the first yeah. sentence, and it's like, okay. Well, that that's the whole sales pitch of the game. Uh... It's it, This is a game that is the opposite of uh, Cultist Simulator, where you can describe it in <laughs> 10 yeah. seconds and exactly know how it plays out despite it being a super ungeneral game so it's like a okay i get it yep (laughs) (laughs) done let's just do the podcast now (laughs) pretty much right cool cool that's something to do isn't it yeah it should be a bit of fun It, it looks like a bit of fun when did the first one come out i think probably about when i first saw gameplay when i was probably yeah, probably 12, 13 years ago would be my guess. Oh, so it's pretty old. I don't know when Sanctum 2 came out. Uh, it's saying but, the minimum requirements are XP, so... <laughs> Windows XP, so... <laughs> uh, then uh, 2013. Is... Okay. And what about Sanctum 1? Uh, don't know. Uh, let's end this podcast. Okay. Uh, 2011. Oh, God, they pumped them out. <laughs> Makes sense, I guess, after the success of the first one. And then they went out to make Goat Simulator for some reason. <laughs> Quite a, a lot more successful than Sanctum. Yeah. One or two. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, Lockie, why don't you tell me something about this podcast? It's so good. Oh, tell me about it. Holy shit, it's the best. <sighs> if I can keep listening. Oh, just keep playing Time Played 3HR. Um, other than that, it goes up every Monday. Uh, we have a Instagram, we have a email, we have a Twitter. Um, what, what are they? Ooh, timeplay3hr. Oh. For the email, it's timeplay3hr at gmail.com. Oh. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you had a good, uh, good festive period as i think i probably would have mentioned last episode too (laughs) um see you next week yes (laughs) okay bye
Bye.